You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit, one podcast at a time. The lovely wedding podcast, she says, I have just been putting on, this is so silly, but I had some crest whitening strips that my cousin Belinda got into the country. They don't sell them in, in in the UK. For some reason, you've got to go to the dentist and they charge you hundreds of pounds. So when we met her in Iceland a few weeks ago, she smuggled some crest whitening strips into her luggage and I've been using them. But now, unfortunately, they look great. Can I just say? I look like Guy Smiley from Sesame Street. But uh, my teeth are very sensitive, so I have to just ride that one out. If I want cheap teeth whitening, I need to just feel like the fact that my teeth, even I'm talking now, my teeth feel a little bit like they're, what's that word? Is that an awful noise for you guys? Half of you are probably vomiting going, don't do that, Alicia. It's just a weird feeling. And now I have to talk. So I'm sorry if I sound strange when I'm speaking. It's because of my white teeth, but they are feeling quite weird. Enough of the silliness. I would like to share a couple of tweets that have come through uh, recently. Mish Wood says, love listening to a wedding podcast that says that's what she said and means it. Um, (laughs) That is true. I like a bit of that. That's what she said. And uh, I'm not afraid to say it. I would also, look, I'd like to thank everyone that sends me tweets. I really like when you retweet me, when you send me lovely links to things. It's where I find a lot of the good stuff I find on social media. I find because you share it with me and then I reshare it. It's cyclic. It's what happens. The Feminist Bride uh, also caused some uh, good feedback and chat. She was on the show two or three weeks ago. And it's funny because you can sort of see when people are catching up with things. And uh, it's really nice to hear people sort of go, well, uh, Holly, the blue hex, she says, oh my God, I was so horrified. I had no idea. I wish mine wasn't already paid off. Hashtag vagina cake. And she was uh, obviously has listened to this episode where we talk a little bit about the feminist perspectives about wedding cake, but more just about the traditions and where it comes from. And one of the comments that we were talking about the traditions that you can sort of track back to the wedding cake is about breaking your hymen and all this sort of stuff so I think it really caused a lot of people to go what what I don't get that wedding weekend blog also tweeted do you know a wedding cake is a fertility symbol thanks save the date pc and feminist bride for educating on my morning commute that's what I'm here for that's what we really like to know and also I learned so much on that episode because I have really had uh, a lot of, well, I was going to say steep learning curves, but I've just been informed so much by my guests over the past 170 bloody five episodes. And it's not just about wedding planning stuff. I think I've expanded my horizons with general knowledge. So thank you, former guests. Today is all about answering your wedding planning questions. And if I can't answer them, I try and find someone that can. I've got a bunch of voice messages to share. Is it going to be yours today? I don't know. I can't hear you answer. It's a rhetorical question only. Um, Myself and my weird teeth are here to help. The teeth itself don't look weird. Just feel weird. Stop talking about it. Okay, let's crack on with our first message from a lovely bride chiller. Who may it be? Hey, Alicia. My name's Chris. Um, I live in New York City and I'm getting married in October, so just six months, a little less than six months away. 
Um, and I just started listening to your podcast a few weeks ago, so I'm really happy that I found you before it was too late. Um, you've been so much help. I'm a big fan already. Um, so I'm excited that I get to call in and ask you a couple questions. Chris, super congrats. Sorry to interrupt. I am stoked that you found me with six months out. That's plenty of time to get cramming with the uh, wedding podcast. Lots of information to absorb, but lots of time to make changes or expand uh, your preferences when it comes to planning the wedding. I'm stoked that you found me. And now I ask you to carry on with your question. Um. I have a great fiance. Um, he's been very involved with the wedding process, um, helping make all the decisions, which I love. Um, I definitely don't want to handle it all by myself. So um, I really appreciate all that he's done so far. Um, but lately, um, he's become so concerned about us doing anything that he's seen at a wedding before. And like last summer, we went to four or five weddings. Um, so there's, you know, with Pinterest, a lot of people copying the same ideas um which I don't want to steal anyone else's ideas either um but like for example um we were talking about doing candy for favors and he didn't want to use a certain kind of candy because a wedding we went to in 2011 used that kind of candy um and then we were talking about centerpieces and there was a certain um like a base that we could use or and he it was too similar to something that his cousin had done um and I, I personally feel that we're, our wedding is going to be very non-traditional and we're doing a lot of things different. So in my mind, using the type of candy that someone else used four years ago is probably not that big of a deal. It's not like we're just blatantly copying them. Chris, let's all just stop and congratulate you for having a fiancé that's keen as beans to be involved and is interested enough and has a great memory to think about a wedding that you attended in 2011, what candy they were using. Honestly, I actually, when I was listening to your message just then, and I wished I'd kept my mic on because I was chuckling a lot, and I wish Rich was sitting here because he would also think this was very funny, just the attention to detail, and it made me think a little bit about we refer to it as a little bit of a blackout. This is nothing to do with alcohol. I just have a lot going on in my brain, as do we all. And it's funny where our brains store things and what we remember. Because if you'd ask me, I was just thinking about weddings we attended in that sort of time frame. And I can barely remember what the bride wore. I have no I have no memory. I think, you know, I remember we ate a couple of bad steaks. It's always the sort of weird things you remember. But then the good details, and that's that sounds so bitchy, but it's more just what you've associated with the memory to then go, oh, that stood out to me as something that was good or was a bit weird or was amazing and memorable. So it's really interesting just to think back about why your fiancé has remembered these quite well, specific details, and now he's quite concerned about not copying. I think when it comes to ideas and wedding planning and aesthetics as well, just just even thinking about Monday's episode with Louise, if you haven't heard it, she's from Beloved, she's a stylist, she's a wedding planner, she's, you know, all about the aesthetics, but also having a story behind the aesthetics, which is what I sort of got out of that episode, looking at collaboration and finding inspiration in things that are relevant to you. And it's really interesting that he has taken this as uh, not a battle, but he said, like, I will have nothing that has been used before, which is virtually nigh on impossible because 
this industry is full of rehashing ideas. And I don't think there is any problem with using something and tweaking it for your own for your own vibes. So I will say no one is going to notice if the same candy has been used at their wedding as your wedding. And also, I just want you to tell him and you can play this. Hello, Chris's fiance, Alicia here. No one gives a shit about the candy. I mean, it's lovely and I give a shit. But to be honest, no one's going to remember the candy. And if if they do, they'll just go, "Mm, that was delicious candy. Give me more, please. So I think you shouldn't worry about these sort of little details or necessarily worry about the details, but don't worry about necessarily where they came from. Unless you've been to a wedding last week and you're directly ripping what they did, I don't think you should worry about it. Just quietly. Think about the bigger things. But just the tray that the candy was served on, unless it was something crazy that you had to really specifically seek out that had huge relevance to that other couple and they would be coming to the wedding going, what the fuck? We had elephant candy trays. We had to go to Malaysia to get them. Why have they copied them? You know, it doesn't really have meaning. All right, carry on. Similarly, um, he's also obsessed with finding the perfect favor. Um, And I personally don't really think that favors are necessary. Um, I've heard you talk about this a little, and I would agree with you. Um, I would think that the party we're throwing should be enough for these guests. I mean, we're on a tight budget. If we had a lot of extra money, I'd love to give them the most fabulous gifts ever. Um, But since we're, you know, sticking to our tight budget, I'm not sure that I feel it's worth it. And so much um, he's offered to spend his own money to find the perfect gifts, which if he were going to do that, I would think there are so many other things that we could make better. Um, So anyways, I just kind of wanted to know your thoughts on this. It doesn't seem like these are things worth fighting over. So I'm wondering, do I just cave? Um, But at the same time, I don't want to not get to include something in our wedding that I really like because someone else did it in their wedding four years ago. And I don't want to, um, you know, make him feel excluded. So I'm just kind of not sure if this is something that is worth just letting him get his way and moving on. Or if there's a way to address this with him. I've, I've tried talking to him and I can't seem to convince him, but maybe you are, have brilliant powers of persuasion and can help me out. Anyways, thank you very much, and I look forward to listening to more of the podcast. Well, this all just makes me very happy. I do have thoughts and feelings about favors. One of them is the idea that, you know, if if you were just giving things away for the sake of giving things away, it, to me, doesn't interest me. If you want to cut money, if you are in the position where you don't have something of relevance to you, that is a nice little gift, then fuck it off. Just get rid of it. Saying that, again, I'd like to reiterate, and not to say that we have to treat grooms that are participating as special needs grooms, because, you know, I encourage everyone to be involved in wedding planning. I know some people struggle with this, and we have grooms week coming up, and it's really great to hear some feedback from grooms and men in the wedding industry, especially I've been doing some interviews, just to see how to hook people in and get them more involved, because it's a team effort. It should be about two people. Whether you're marrying a boy or a girl, it doesn't matter. It should be about two people organizing this event and trying to find areas that they're interested in 
and allocating uh, the tasks together and finding, I suppose, it's the idea of finding compromises when it comes to going, okay, you like this, you're interested in this, you go off and do that and I'll do this. So I suppose, Chris, it's lovely that he is taking this seriously and he's passionate about it. And my heart says, even though I'm sort of anti the idea of favors, if you have no purpose or reason to be giving favors, as you said, you're planning a big event, you're feeding people, you're giving them lovely booze and uh, good times. There's really no need to give them a piece of tat that has that's so rough. I'm so mean when it comes to favors. It's just no need to give them something that they're probably just going to eat when they're drunk or throw away in a cab or put in a bag and go, how long do I have to keep this for? I don't know. But if he has something he really loves, let him do it. If he wants to pay for it, go ahead. That's my free and easy answer to you, Chris. And it's just nice that he's keen and happy. And if it doesn't affect you in a deep way and you haven't got a problem with what he's you know if he's not putting little I was gonna say he's not putting like little penises on the table as if he would it's the stupidest thing I've ever said but if he's not putting something that you find repulsive um stylistically and also relevantly then just let him do it is that bad no fine Chris welcome to the show six months down lots to go please keep in touch let me know how it goes And also, if you are coming up with other compromises, I'd like to hear about it. More after this very brief message from my sponsors, who I would love you to support. They're good people. And as I've said before, every time that you click on something or you go to the website or if you order something from a sponsor, please let them know that you found them from me because it not only helps them maybe come back again, but it also just lets them know that their advertising is working which is very good. So thank you. I would just like to take a second to mention that we are renaming this podcast around the 200th episode mark, which is in a couple of, uh, well, it's about a month away, and it's going to be called Bride Chiller. Simple. I just thought it was nice. We seem to be using Bride Chiller a lot. You all use Bride Chiller a lot. Not to forget groom chillers and maid chillers just couldn't fit it all into the tiny iTunes box. So that is coming and we have lots of new merch that is being uh, designed and manufactured at the moment using our bright, colourful, gorgeous new logo, which I will be slowly releasing over the next uh, few weeks. So really excited about that. So if you are holding off in purchasing some merch I'm fine with that. You know, if you want to wait for the new logos and stuff, go for it. No pressure. No pressure at all. I'm very grateful. I'd like to say thank you to all those who have supported the show already, whether it be through a PayPal donation or purchasing a piece of merch. It means the world to me. And it's really nice to get the bride chiller message out there. I've received some great feedback from people who have purchased um, T-shirts and then them writing and saying, oh, people ask me what a bride chiller is. And I was like, oh, that's cool. It's a really nice sort of subversive, subversive, yeah, way to get out the message of going, chill out, have a nice time, listen to a podcast, have a laugh, don't take it too seriously. There's the rest of your life to lead. Okay, next voice message. Hi, Alicia. My name is Yesenia. You can call me Yessi for short. And I'm calling from Boston, Massachusetts. So I got engaged around four months ago, and I haven't planned a single thing. (laughs) My wonderful fiancé, Vincent, and I plan on getting married next May of 2017 on our regular dating anniversary, so he has less dates to remember. 
Yessie, I love this. Congratulations, Vincent and Yessie, for coming up with this plan. I, I think a lot of people do this and it's very handy. There are too many dates, too many numbers. I just, I can't deal with any more dates and numbers. So congratulations to you for coming up with a great solution. It makes sense. May's a lovely time. It's not peak season. Cause congrats. Good. Um, after being together for five years, I think we're really good with managing money and I'm pretty frugal when it comes to everyday life. So of course I'm not trying to spend an arm and a leg on this thing. But we decided to keep the guest list really small, like 10 guests, mom, dad, brothers, and sisters type of thing. No bridesmaids, no groomsmen. And we're thinking about a destination wedding. And then hopefully coming back home and throwing a larger barbecue party or a clam bake for friends and extended family. So my question is, is that okay? Um, is there any type of etiquette that there is around inviting people to... Um, a post-reception type thing after not being invited to a ceremony and my next question is should I be panicking because I don't have a wedding planner I don't plan on getting one I don't have a dress yet I don't even have like a set location yet and I'm roughly around a year away um, I'm not feeling any type of stress or anything but I think it's coming from my family and they consistently are asking me if I have all these things figured out and I kind of just sit there quietly and say, nope, I don't have anything figured out yet. Um, thank you so much and I really love your podcast. Yessie, yeah, I'm going to give you a big bloody chunk of round of applause for being the ultimate bride chiller and I don't think you should be worried at all. If you're having, well, let's break it down. If you are having a smaller destination wedding, there are so many options when it comes to planning a smaller event. It means that you don't necessarily have to book a big venue. You could actually go away to somewhere lovely and uh, have a reception and celebration in a restaurant or a smaller venue. There are lots of companies, and these are I'm not associated with these companies, but straight away Sandals springs to mind. You can buy a package with them that basically gives you the opportunity to book a venue elsewhere. They provide you a wedding planner. You said, no, I don't have a wedding planner. I don't think you necessarily need a wedding planner uh, for a small event, but also it's just nice to have someone on the ground. And if you do choose to plan your wedding via uh, a hotel or one of these like this destinationweddings.com the sandals I'm sure there's look literally hundreds of these sort of hotel slash travel organizations they will provide you with someone a coordinator to help you out and I will say that it is helpful when you're planning um, a wedding that is not in your hometown to have just someone to be able to say hey I need some suggestions about a florist or I would like uh, some suggestions about planning a wedding that's gluten-free. I don't know. I'm just coming up with I'm literally pulling shit out of my ass. But the idea that you've got someone to, to bounce ideas off and also to chase up little details, which will be provided if you do book through one of these bigger companies. Now, saying that, if you are only booking something for 10 to 15 people, that's pretty doable. And if you've got some time, and as you said, you're pretty good with the old cash, congrats on that. It's really nice to hear. And if you like organizing, then this is a great opportunity to get it going. One year out, totally fine. I wouldn't be feeling stressed at all. I think it's good probably about now to be starting to lock in uh, 
flights if you're going overseas, trying to organize people's uh, leave, maybe to say, hey, we're going to go away for a week together. If it's your friends and family, close friends and family, you can obviously have these discussions in person. So when it comes to the bigger celebration, I always think it's nice just to say, look, in an invitation, we're going away with uh, family members to celebrate our actual nuptials, but we're coming back and having an awesome party. And we'd love you to be a part of it. So I don't think anyone should be taking offense or have problems with that. But maybe it's nice for them to know they probably won't be be witnessing the actual ceremony at this event. But we're going to celebrate uh, and have an awesome clam bake. I love that idea back in your hometown. So it's all about communication. Make it fun. Keep it simple. And I think it's great that you're not stressed and you're just enjoying this. And... I love that you haven't jumped in and made sort of crazy rash decisions if you don't necessarily uh, know exactly what you want. I'm really interested to see, Yassi, where you would like to go and get married. Maybe you've got a special place in mind that you would like to go and celebrate with your family and friends. One way when you're planning a destination wedding, especially with a small group, is to really just think where you'd like to have an amazing holiday and share that with your family and friends. Because that's a good way to work backwards and say, all right, I like Hawaii or I want to go to, I don't know, the Canary Islands, maybe. And uh, maybe you want to have a ski wedding, probably not in May. But um, (laughs) I would say work backwards, make the big decisions, get that stuff booked in. And hopefully wherever you book that you have some sort of coordinator that you can work with, allocate some tasks, use the coordinators. I always say if you're getting married at a hotel and they offer you uh, free quote-unquote wedding planning, which is obviously built into the price, use these people. Get them going. Get them working in a nice way, bright chiller. But also then you can work backwards, figure out wherever you're getting married. You can then think about what sort of dress or pantsuit or bloody tutu that you want to wear on the day and then coordinate that with the style and theme of, of your wedding celebrations. I love that you're so chilled. I hope that lots of people listen to your relaxedness and uh, new word and absorb a bit of it because it's great. And there's no real rush. We've got so much rush. And I tell you one thing, the pressure that we have because of people saying you need a year to make a wedding dress. I just don't believe it. I'm just not necessarily the person to listen to if you want to feel pressured and stressed when it's really... I think a bit of a manipulation of the industry. That's just my that's my personal opinion. I think they put a lot of pressure on to lock shit in because they want deposits, they want this stuff done. There's always solutions, always. Thank you, Yassi. Good luck. Keep up me keep keep up me updated. Keep up me updated. Next question from lovely Danielle. Hi, Alicia. This is Danielle. I have left you a message in the past, which you um, had a discussion on the podcast about. Um, It was in regards to the super astronomical cost of uh, wedding catering, um, especially when caterers use uh, one vendor for catering exclusive. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, So since I had a minor meltdown after getting that quote, that's all been sorted out and I am just uh, seeking alternative options and there are way cheaper options and other things available in my area, which is super cool. That's not 
why I'm calling right now, though. Um, I just wanted to have a brief bitch fit um, because I am at the stage in my engagement about like three months in to being engaged. Um, and I am very happily engaged. My partner, Brian and I are just super, super happy and in love and whatever. It's great. Um, but it's like one of those situations where you don't know what's like, what it's like until you're in the situation and all of the shit that I've been getting about being engaged from all sides has just been like just crazy. It's so weird. Like the other night, my parents had their friends over and they were like, Danielle, why don't you have a venue yet? Why don't you have your date set in stone? Why haven't you gone dress shopping? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, I don't know. Cause this happened like a minute ago and I'm just trying to enjoy it. But they just like want me to just go down to the country club and put on a David's bridal dress. Nothing wrong with that. But like, just, it's just like, get out of my butt, dude. Oh God. So anyway, so is she not hilarious? Oh my God. I've been fist pumping like old school Snooky style. Gross. That just enjoy of listening to this voice message. Get out of my butt. Oh my God. Oh my God, Danielle, you're the best. That's how I'm feeling. Being that, as I said the last time I left you a message, I am a wedding planner as my night job and an event coordinator at a college um, as my day job. Um, And I coordinate events all the time, every single day for other people. Um, But when it comes to you and dealing with the emotional aspect of it, it's just a totally different ballgame. So there we are. There we have it. Just getting a little, little PO'd at uh, the world in general, I guess. So thank you for providing a uh, non-judgmental outlet in which to vent my frustrations with the commercialist wedding industry and um, the, the f- everything else, I guess. I don't know. I'm probably going to delete this message. Never mind. I don't know. Maybe, maybe just cut this part out. Uh, yeah. Anyway, hope you're doing well. Hope London's good. Um, so, uh, stay classy. I didn't cut that out because I thought it was great. And I'm really glad that I kept it in, Danielle, because you are a really different sort of uh, voice message leverer because you are part of the industry as well and you are struggling. And it's, I don't mean you are struggling, but I mean, I love this idea of you doing this for your day job slash night job. And then people having the gall to say, when are you going to do your stuff? When are you doing it? What's happening? Tell us now. Can you tell us? When? What's the decision? Can you put the dress on? Let's go to the country club. It's really strange. And I love your opinions and and your perspective, I suppose, from the idea of doing this professionally and then how quickly people want decisions. And let's just break it down because I get lots of voice messages and emails about families wanting decisions 35 seconds after you have had a ring on your finger. And I find it very odd because... It, besides the fact it, it, they are thinking purely about themselves, you know, when you when you look at this situation, it's your mum and dad and your mum and dad's friends going, so when's the party going to be? Should I buy a dress now? 
let's organize the calendars. And it's like, well, let me decide. We'll have a decision and we'll have a discussion and we'll get back to you. Please, why are you fretting? This doesn't affect you right now. So it's sort of strange, but I also think it's one of those generational things I know as my dad gets older and listening to my cousin Belinda and her beautiful fiance Luke when we went away on a holiday recently and I interviewed them you'll be hearing the interview uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks but they're planning a destination wedding and one of the things that the idea that the as as people get older they get a little bit more and this is just a huge generalization but just from our family perspective and this discussion we were having is the idea that parents aren't easy breezy anymore a lot of them and they fret about silly details and maybe this is just aging maybe this is just what happens maybe it's a wedding associated thing but I know Belinda's wedding is in November and I helped my dad plan his airfare from Tasmania in Australia to Hawaii and he was quite panicked about it now that is seven months away the wedding is it's in in the future And I'm not saying he plans to book a a holiday in one month's time, but I've booked, Rich and I got on the interwebs, we booked the flight for him, we got his credit card, it's all sorted, and now he's worried about airport transfers, and I'm like, listen, Dave, this is a guy that goes to Antarctica for a living, he's not... And he's not not well-traveled. He's pretty cool with it. But it's this idea of locking everything in. And I think at the moment, and Belinda's saying the same thing, my lovely Auntie Anne is also, you know, she's mother of the bride. She's very involved. But also she wants some details locked in right now. And Belinda's a lot more casual. And Luke, they're both a bit more like us. They're a bit more cruisy when it comes to sort of getting shit sorted. But things always work out in the end. We're adults. We can get it all done. But it's this sort of... Uh, I don't know. I think it's just something about when they hit sort of 60 plus, they just want everything sorted and they want to know now and they want to put it in the calendar. And it's from my perspective, I'm just like, let's relax. We don't need to book airport transfers now. Just catch a cab on the day. There's a thing called Uber. Let's not get into that. So I suppose from the perspective, I just wanted to say that the idea that parents are straight into it, they want the details. It's a little frustrating because You also want time to figure it out for yourself. And I think also the more you discuss, and this might be different, but I know with my beautiful mother-in-law, Veronica, one of her things is as soon as you mention something to her, she locks in, like she's got these amazing lock-on capacities. And it's like, that's it. That's the decision. You've mentioned it now. That's what you're going to get. And I don't always want, you know, I like to discuss. I like to shoot the breeze a little bit. And once you mention things, well, she's like, well, that's, well, you've mentioned it now, so I'm assuming that's the decision you're going to be making. So I think sometimes it's risky business mentioning even just like sort of plans that you're thinking about because then they become obsessed with it and won't let it go. Just my personal experiences. But I think it's frustrating, again, Danielle, that you are in the business and yet they are still pestering you. Hilarious. I'm glad you vented. I'm glad that you're enjoying the show and that you are getting some solutions. And I don't think you should feel pressured. You shouldn't feel pressured at all. Just make the decisions in your own time and they will all wait. And they shall all attend and be quiet and be smiling and be happy. And if not, you send them my way. There it is. Do you have a voicemail that you would like to leave me? Is there something that is, you know, worrying you? 
Perhaps you've got a statement to make. Maybe you've got some feedback about something that I've said that you're not happy with, or you are happy with, or you'd like to add extra information. I would like to hear from you. All you need to do is head to thebridechiller.com, new web address. It just takes, look, secret squirrel. It takes you straight back to the other web address, but I'm trying to get you in that zone. Thebridechiller.com. And uh, you just need to leave me a voice message. You can do that via a lovely, handy little widget, a box that you hit record on called SpeakPipe. Or if you feel more comfortable just talking into your iPhone or Android, you can simply email me the file, which is what lots of people do. And I am more than comfortable in uh, receiving, more than comfortable, more than bloody happy to receive those files. So lots of options there. Also, if you have a couple related question you would like Rich and I to tackle on our new podcast, then uh, please send them through to the same address and we will use them on the show. There is going to be a competition that is attached to the launch of that show. So keep an ear out for that. All right. Have a great week. Tomorrow is Friday Quickie, so I'll be back talking with you again. Probably not for as long, but uh, hope you have a great night, day, morning, commute, wherever you are. Happy days.